Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, as we were saying, that uh, a search is ongoing uh, to find that submersible that was uh, bringing tourists down to see uh, the wreck of the Titanic. Uh, Dickie Burston is chairman at NATO Industrial Advisory Group and an expert in underwater systems. Good afternoon, Dickie. Good afternoon. Uh, in this kind of a craft, how long can people survive for? How, what's the oxygen supply like? Well, I believe that the Triton has 96 hours of life support systems on board, and that will primarily be um, oxygen uh, either in bottles or in uh, canisters and carbon dioxide removal agents. Uh, And then they will have potable water, drinking water, and a a small quantity of food, noting that they're only meant to be under the water for eight hours. They wouldn't have been expecting to have to survive 96 hours, but that is what they should have on board, 96 hours of life support stores. Uh, and that would that would be the extent of any, if you, if you like, equipment for survival that they might have in case of a, a, any sort of an emergency? Yes, there's not much they can do themselves. I mean, they're in a pressure-tight capsule, um, which uh, is either going to be on the seabed at the moment, or possibly they will have done an emergency surface and be bombing around somewhere on the surface. Um, but it would be very difficult to locate in either either situation. Yeah, and in, and in either situation, is there, there isn't a kind of a, 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 an electronic ping that comes off the craft or some sort of... Re- one assumes that's damaged somehow that they can't locate it. Well, yeah, it, it should have had a... I mean, I'm sure it's got a transponder system so that the, the mothership, the support ship that launched it, will have uh, an active um, transmission system which will then get a, 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 a bleep a back from the transponder on board. It's probably also got an emergency pinger that it could release um, or initiate. And then if it was on the surface, it'll have an emergency position indicator radio beacon, uh, which again will be picked up by uh, global maritime distress safety systems uh, and should be easy to locate. So it is um, slightly alarming that, uh, that we have heard nothing from either of those devices. Mm. Uh, if it's floating, do these craft naturally float or, 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 uh, and do they float upright? Well, they have they have ballast tanks, and they I assume it's and I don't know a great deal about the Triton, but a lot of submersibles that I have worked with will have drop weights. So if it got into difficulties on the seabed, it would drop those drop weights and come back to the surface. But they they float very in a very sort of uh, only just just on the surface of the water. Only the top of it would be a very poor radar echo and very difficult to see uh, by the eye, you know uh, by eye unless you're flying directly over it. Um, and again, I don't know what the sea conditions are up there, but if you've got white horses of any sort, you know, any sort of sea disturbance, it will be very difficult to find her. Yeah. Now, the, the, it, but where the where the Titanic or the wreck of the Titanic is is nearly four kilometres down. Yes. Uh, um, it, it, can it survive that kind of pressure? Well, obviously, oxygen is going to be a huge factor here. But, but, but in terms of the, the crushing weight of the sea on it, can it survive that for as long as uh, there's oxygen? Uh, oh, yes. I mean, they're, they're in a pressure hull. Uh, I think it's titanium um, uh, uh, hull that will be designed and manufactured with, a, with an immense safety factor to make sure it can withstand that operating depth. Mm. So unless that's been breached... Um, and the hull itself is pretty robust. There will be certain penetrators that go through the hull to operate outside machinery. Now, one of those could have could have uh, penetrated or, or pierced, and there would have been an ingress of water. But if that happens, the first thing you do is drop the drop weights and try and get back to the surface as quickly as possible. Okay. And, and getting back up to the surface as quickly as possible, does that have any kind of health implications for the people inside in terms of coming back up too quickly or anything? Well, I know what you're talking about is sort of the diver's bends, but in mm. fact, they're at normal barrack, you know, uh, pressure, atmospheric pressure down there uh, in their pressure hull. Um, 
And so when they come back up, uh, then they could step out of the vehicle and they'd be at the same pressure when they're on the, back on the surface. Right. So okay. they dive at one atmosphere and they come back up at one atmosphere. Unless there's been a massive uh, you know, a breach of the pressure hull, in which case then, in this case, particularly if they're deep, I'm afraid the hull would probably have collapsed. Yeah. The, the pilot is supposed to be very, uh, very adept and, and very experienced. If it was a situation where somehow the pilot had become incapacitated, could a, an ordinary civilian figure out how to get back up to the, the surface? Well, they'll have been given, uh, I mean, I think they go on an eight day trip. You know, it's an eight day voyage and there'll have been countless briefing sessions, including emergency um, re- recovery situations and, and what the, the passengers could do. But I believe he's got with him, I believe it was the CEO um, who's actually driving it mm. or piloting it. And there's another f- retired French naval officer who's a very experienced underwater expert. He, I'm sure, can operate it. And it's quite possible that the, um, that the, the British industrialist, uh, he who, who I gathered undertakes a number of these sort of adventures, has probably got, he's a pilot as well, has probably got some indication of how it could work. Yeah, so it would seem as if uh, uh, somebody could... These kinds of accidents with these submersibles don't happen very often, though, or am I mistaken in that? No, no, they don't. I mean, there are, uh, obviously, you know, the world has got a lot of military submarines, um, and, of course, they don't sink that often, although in the last, you know, this century, we've had three, with the Nangala off in Indonesia, the San Juan off uh, Argentina in 2017, and, of course, Kursk off Murmansk in northern Russia in 2000. But commercial submersibles... um, there are, there are the tourist ones, and this was originally described as a tourist submersible, but it's not. It's, it's, it's a research and explore, exploratory uh, vehicle, uh, which will have been extremely well designed, built, fully certified by a proper authority. Uh, the crew will be well trained. It will be properly maintained. And they operate that thing in a very controlled manner. Um, so, you know, a proper submersible that's being used for uh, research and development uh, those accidents, fortunately, happen very, very rarely. Dickie, thank you so much for speaking with us today. That was uh, Dickie Burston there, chairman at the NATO Industrial Advisory Group and also an expert in underwater systems. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm. With Anna Glaze on News Talk.